Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 154, Resolving Trust Issues in Relationships. What is trust? Trust is a fundamental part of society and the relationships we have. All the relationships we have whether those are in business, with family, friends or a partner. We can have degrees of trust in these different relationships, depending on how well we know someone and what kind of relationship it is. When trust is gone, though, it can be extremely hard to get back into that relationship. Sometimes trust goes for a very good reason and should never be put in place again. Our own ability to trust can be impacted by our life experiences. These can have implications for all our relationships and how we handle the resolution of trust in those relationships. Although most people won't want to hear this, we do need to examine our own issues and our part in the relationship when it comes to resolving the trust issues in that relationship. That can be hard as we feel why should we take on the blame. But blame is not the object here investigating ourselves can only lead us to fully understand why and what happened in the first place. Knowledge of ourselves, our triggers and being able to recognise a healthy relationship will only protect us and help us to resolve trust issues in the long run. Knowing yourself and your triggers. No one considers why we react the way we do until something bad happens. How often do people bring their background, life experiences, with them into each and every relationship, whether they mean to or not? A lot is the simple answer. Whether you received your trust issues early in life from your family of origin or from a later personal or work experience, it all comes into your current relationships now. So what if you grew up in a chaotic household where there was a lot of violence and a lack of personal boundaries? Or what if your partner left you for someone else or was violent? Or what if your first manager was abusive towards you and your colleagues? These types of situations would most definitely generate trust issues for you. Consciously or subconsciously, somewhere along the way, there is going to be some expectation in the back of your mind that it's all going to happen again until you resolve the matter. Triggers and low self-esteem. Getting to know and reflect on your past is vital to discovering your personal triggers. Everyone has triggers. They can be small or big depending on your past experiences. Knowing these can help you understand why you're having an adverse reaction to certain situations and people. We all have people we dislike on sight. But why is that? The most important point here is that all the information can help you get to the bottom of your and possibly understanding other people's trust issues. When we don't trust anyone, it can also be reflected in our own low self-esteem. And when this arises, we can end up picking only people that hurt us and disappoint us. We automatically set ourselves up to lose trust in others. In fact, trusting the wrong type of person can become an automatic habit for us. But like all habits, we can break this cycle and learn to trust again. Remember, at the end of the day, it's more important that we trust ourselves. 
how we will react to the situation or person than completely trusting the other person. Signs a person may be excessively mistrustful include a lack of intimacy or friendships, mistrust that interferes with the relationship, dramatic and stormy relationships, suspicion or anxiety about friends and family, terror during physical intimacy, belief that others are deceptive or malevolent without evidence. If you think you have excessive mistrust, then I would strongly recommend you seek professional assistance. These issues can be overcome with the aid of a therapist. What is the source of the trust issue? Most of the time we don't know we have a trust issue until something dramatic happens in our life. When it does, we may be forced to start questioning every aspect of our lives. But for most people, they very quickly revert back to what they were doing before it all began. We can then face the same issue over and over again without really resolving it. It becomes an unresolved subconscious issue that follows us throughout our lives. We may wonder why we are attracted to the same type of person every time and every time they let us down. We never think that if we take time now to resolve this, even just for ourselves, we can finally let it go and move on more fully with our lives. So some questions you might like to ask yourself are, one, is the trust issue really yours? Two, does the trust issue belong to another person? Knowing yourself will allow you to spot issues in the other. Three, is this about past trust issues? Four, or are they the trust issues of this relationship? Five, is this an imagined wrong on your part or on the part of others? Six, does this really come down to a miscommunication issue? Seven, is the trust issue the other person's because you are abusing the other person's trust? Be honest, at least with yourself. Eight, are you holding back part of yourself because you can't seem to trust anyone? Nine, are you afraid to show your true self in case you lose someone you love, admire or work with? So how do you build trust in yourself and in others? First things first, building trust in yourself. One, know yourself. What you think about yourself can be at the heart of your ability to building trust with others. Above all, you have to love yourself first before you can love another in a healthy manner. Two, healthy boundaries, including deleting negative thinking and negative people where necessary. Three, trust your gut and your ability to make the right choices for you. This can be hard at first, but we, because we tend to ignore those initial or nagging feelings, but with practice, we can get better at this. Four, work on your self-esteem if you need to and start to believe in yourself. Five, know that being with someone doesn't define who you are. You are good enough just as you are and can survive on your own. Again, this can be hard as it can be a deep-rooted belief we are not good enough. Changing your deep-rooted beliefs can be hard on your own, so reach out to a therapist if you need to. Six, start to celebrate all your accomplishments if you don't already. This is vital in building your self-confidence, but also changing your thinking and beliefs about yourself. Seven, resolve any trust issues from your past. Forgive yourself and let the other person go. Again, easier said than done depending on the circumstances, so you might need some help from a therapist with this one. Eight, use your judgment as to what you will and won't share with new people. Do the same with others already in your life. This isn't just for work, but for family too. Nine, delete negative people from your life or at the very least minimize contact with those you can't. 
10. Know that you can still protect yourself, but still be with someone wholeheartedly. Now, let's move on to resolving the broken trust in the relationship. How to resolve trust issues in any relationship. 1. Be honest with your other and talk things through. Pinpoint the core issues. You can use some of the questions above that I've just talked about. Are there any underlying issues for either of you here? This last part will be easier to do with family and friends and your partner than with work colleagues. Don't try and resolve anything while one of you is angry. Two, stay present with the other person while you try and resolve the issue. Three, try and let go of your fear of the past. The situation may be similar, but the person is different. If your triggers are keeping you trapped in the past, please seek professional help. Ask for more time if you are being triggered or find you or the other person is getting angry. Four, listen to each other. Allow the person to speak and be open to what is being said. Use your I statements. I've talked about these in a blog on improving communications and you'll find a link to that through the original blog. Try to be as non-blaming as you can be. Explain how you feel and ask if you can work together to resolve the issue. Five, forgive yourself and resolve to put the past behind you. You both need to agree to do this and you may need professional help with this depending on the situation. Some situations are not reconcilable from. I use reconciliation to describe situations where you can forgive the other person and they have asked for forgiveness. You can always forgive someone and let them go, but never forget what they did and nor allow them into your life again. Six, set your healthy boundaries. Focus on what you want. Make a plan of action you can both agree on to help you both move on from here. This might involve not seeing each other so you can cool off. Spend time reflecting on what happened and then come together to discuss the matter. No matter what is decided, you need to make sure it is what you want. If you know the situation is not healthy for you, then you need to walk away. 7. Trust takes time, so baby steps. Start out small and work at building trust in small ways with this person. 8. Repeat, repeat, repeat. This is for you. If you can take time and patience to get it right when you are building trust. So practice your new skills with others in your life, not just the person who has highlighted the trust issue. Nine, seek professional help if you need it. But if the issue continues, you may need to walk away from the person. Please note at any stage, if you are subjected to any form of abuse, domestic violence, while also bearing your personal safety in mind, Walk away and get professional help. Work with me. Remember, you are allowed to ask for support. No one is an island. If you need extra support, then you can also work with me. We all struggle with stress and overwhelm from time to time. If you find this has become a problem for you and you'd like some support, then schedule an appointment with me. There are links to many helpful blogs, podcasts and videos in the original post. I'll place a link to it in the description below. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.debrabrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 